0: Welcome guys and gals to the Man Talks podcast. I'm Connor Beaton, the host, founder of Man Talks. So I figured that uh, because it's the month of love, you know, it's February and Valentine's Day is coming up, that we should jam on relationships. And this has actually come about because uh, someone reached out to me through the Man Talks page and was asking about a relationship question uh, around complaints and criticisms. Uh, This individual whose name I won't release for, you know, for privacy purposes, um, asked me a question about you know, how to manage and how to deal with uh, complaints and criticisms from, from his partner. So this is something I'm going to dive into today. Basically, I'm going to talk about why... Criticisms and complaints happen, uh, what they actually mean, and then how best to manage that situation. So uh, before I dive into it, I just want to quickly say I always appreciate your questions and you reaching out. If you have something that you want to ask me that you would love for me to uh, talk about in these mini segments, feel free to reach out through the Mantalks Facebook page or reach out through info at mantalks.ca and send me your questions and I will jam on them on these these uh, mini-interviews. All right. So let's get started. Complaints and criticisms. I want you to remember something. And ideally, the easiest way to remember that is by writing it down. And what I would love for you to write down is complaints and criticisms equal unmet emotional needs. All right. One more time. Complaints and criticisms equal unmet emotional needs. So this is Really, really helpful. I found that for a lot of the guys that that we work with in the Mantox community and that I work with specifically, helping them understand that when their partner comes to them and is complaining about something that they did or didn't do or criticizing something, the, the way that they did something, that behind that complaint or criticism is actually an unmet emotional need. So there's something going on emotionally within the other individual that isn't being met. And the same is true for us. When we go to our partner and we're complaining about something, there's an unmet emotional need. Now, sometimes in those situations, we're upset or we're triggered because the other person is actually acting as a mirror for us and we're complaining about the exact same thing that we should be doing. So an example of that, very common, dishes. If you don't have a dishwasher in your place, uh, or even if you do, a lot of the times couples will argue about these like little things around the house, right? So your partner will come to you and be like, ah you never put the dishes in the dishwasher, right? Or like, oh, uh, you never wash the dishes. And maybe you both equally wash the dishes, but there's it's a reflection of the fact that like they feel like they haven't pulled their weight in the house. So you, know, you need to start to tune in to whether or not your complaint and your criticism personally is actually about your partner or if it's realistically about you realizing and recognizing that you're not showing up to the degree that you would like to show up, all right? So that's just first and foremost. So what do you do when your partner comes to you and is complaining or criticizing you uh, about a specific thing, whether it's around the house or something that you did not didn't do? The first thing is really to pause and notice, notice what, your, uh, what your sort of like instinct is. So some people are either going to instinctually want to defend their position and other people are instinctually going to want to attack right? So most of us have a predominant form when we're being, when somebody's complaining or criticizing us, uh, whether you go into defensive mode or attack mode. So the first step is start to notice that when your partner comes to you, what's your natural habit? Because you need to know that so you can start to mediate that and not push it aside, not ignore it, but to like, you know, call it out and just say, you know what? I hear you. I hear what's going on. And I feel myself being defensive right now, so I'm just going to take a quick second here to sort of understand what's going on, right? That's step one. Step two, if there is something that you didn't follow through on, and this is really important when it comes to boundaries and agreements, you need to own what's true, all right? You need to own what's true. And what I mean by that is you don't need to own everything, right? Owning, taking ownership over things is one of the most like masculine things that you can do. Just standing in the face of somebody being like, you said that you were going to, to, you know, message me before bed last night and you didn't do that. And for some of us, our automatic instinct might be to go to a defensive place of like, well, I was tired and I just passed out or blah, you know, we make an excuse or we go on the attack and we say, well, you know, you said you're going to do this yesterday and you didn't do it. So that like people don't want to hear that, right? It's that doesn't help going on the defense or going on the attack actually makes the situation a hell of a lot worse. We all know that we've all seen it. So what we can do in that moment is pause. Notice your, you know, propensity to defend or attack. And and then when you've sort of worked through that to actually own it and say, you know what, you're 100% right. I did say I was going to do that and I didn't follow through on it. So owning what's true is really important. If, you, if you're being accused for something that, you know, you didn't agree to, then that's a little bit of a different situation. So step two, own what's true. Now, the reason why this is so important is because boundaries are essential For the masculine, all right, they're obviously really important for the feminine as well. But what I do want to say is that within the masculine feminine dynamic, men and the masculine is like a container, and the feminine, if you look at this from like an essence or an energy, is very fluid, it's very flow, yeah, it's very fluid like. And so, when a man doesn't have his boundaries in place the woman will feel it and she'll feel a little unrestful. She'll feel, you know, a little uneasy about the, you know, the situation or the relationship. And it'll create the space for her to not feel unsafe, but to feel like she is starting to like look for your lack of boundaries and so start to look for areas that you have given your word to, that you've agreed to, that you've set a boundary around that you're not following through on. So it's really important for you to tune into what am I giving my word to? Am I agreeing that I'll take the garbage out at a specific time or, or day? Am I, you know, agreeing that I will pick something up on the way home and then forgetting to do it? All of these little things might seem like insignificant things, but they're part. They point to a bigger problem, which is a lack of boundaries, oftentimes so start to really pay attention to what you're giving your word to and how you're following through on it this is especially important for guys that are listening to this that are super super busy all right you know if you work you know if you work a job it's like 9 to 6 or if you run your own company and you're a husband and you're a father you have a lot of responsibilities on your plate i know you do i hear you i feel you and it's, that's why it's even more important to understand and start to get present to what you're giving your word to. Once you start to be more aware of that, it's easier to say no. Right? Because you'll start to see how many things you're saying yes to and how many things you're actually not following through on. And that's a breach of integrity. And, and it just doesn't go over very well for anybody. You don't feel good about it. She doesn't feel good about it. Your family doesn't feel good about it. Your colleagues, your coworkers, they don't feel good about it because they feel like they can't trust you. So that's number two. Number three is really uncovering the emotional need behind it. So what is she actually trying to say to you, right? When she says, oh, like you said, you're going to do this before bed. You said you're going to text message me, you know, before you went to sleep and you didn't do it and you get defensive and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What is she actually trying to say? Most of the times in those moments what she's trying to communicate is something like, I want to feel connected to you. And when you, you know, text message me before bed, I feel really connected. And that's my means of connection. Right? Um, Maybe I want to feel loved, right? So she wants to feel loved by you. So behind all of these complaints and criticisms is that emotional need, right? I want to feel taken care of. I want to feel connected. I want to feel loved. Oftentimes it's a very simple emotional need that's just not being met. So start to see past the criticism and complaint. And you can only do that when you pause, notice your defense or attack method. Own your part in it, own what's true, right? And and then start to see past that. And you can even ask questions like, you know, how does it feel when I don't do that? Oh, well, it feels like, you know, you're unsafe, or it feels like you just don't care, right? And you can start to uncover what she's actually trying to tell you, what she's actually trying to say. And when you can uncover the emotional emotional need and you've owned the part of the situation that that you like really didn't follow through on you'll actually in that moment be meeting that emotional need, right? So when you say, yeah, you're 100% right. I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. And what I can commit to right now in this moment is this, right? So that is that is the way to communicate without trying to fix or solve the problem, which we have a tendency to do. It it allows us to not be defensive or attack. And what it really allows for is listening. It allows you to listen to your partner, hear what's going on past the criticism and the complaint, and allows them to you know, like really feel and know that they're heard and that you care. Uh, and then from there, you can take action, right? So um, I hope that serves you well feel free to reach out to me either through, again, info at mantox.ca. I'll respond as, as soon as humanly possible. If you have questions that you would love for me to talk about, reach out, let me know. Or reach out through the Facebook page. And it's just Mantox on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Looking forward to talking to you next week. So talk to you soon, Mantox Tribe. Have a great week.